episode is being brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. For more information, go to www.speedweed.com. Enjoy! Okay, so you studied computer science. Yeah, yeah. Are you, um, what do you think of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Oh, good question. No, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very, I don't follow it that closely. I do because my boyfriend's actually really into it. And oh, like his he? friends. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, you know, typical guys. <laughs> like I know, it's a lot of guys who are it. invested yeah. in crypto. Yeah, so they were like big into that. A few friends like got pretty rich off of it. And, uh, you know, I think he's just kind of like, waiting (laughs) writing this out holding yeah yeah. holding very hard yeah um yeah so I don't know I wasn't that tuned into that I guess it was kind of around the time when I'm like not very tuned I'm not as as tuned into like tech stuff as I think maybe that was part of my decision to Mm -hmm. not be in that world because I'm like I'm very like comedy nerd Mm -hmm. um more so than I probably am like tech nerd even though I know how to do certain like coding things from computer science studies but like yeah I'm surprised you're not into crypto I'm super I'm super into it me and Rosie Tran are super into it yeah Yeah, that's awesome we are like Uh we are like head first and yeah that's amazing I mean I I wish I was more I guess like I feel like I kind of miss the train so I'm like uh well I'll See, I'll I think hang it's around, so funny. But, uh-huh. I think it's so funny when people say that really? because I don't think you've missed a train, At and uh-huh. I think it's still very early in the whole crypto game. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. going to sit here and try to convert you. No, yeah, I but mean, it's I'm, just interesting I'm, that you have a tangential. CS background and <laughs> and you're like, who cares about Bitcoin? Well, I think like a lot of it is like, well, okay, I guess the one way to get really involved would be like to start coding on top of it and everything. Yeah, and why don't you like create a create a coin? Smart, no, a Sierra coin. Too much work, and I wouldn't know how to do it. <laughs> too much work. You know what's a lot of work? Going to a lot of comedy shows and Ugh, trying out I know, jokes. I know. It's too <laughs> much you. work too. I'm too lazy for yeah, everything. I guess it just depends on what you're passionate about. Exactly. Then it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. If you really like, like to it. me, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like work. Like when we research, like I'm already researching like Bitcoin news right. every cool. day anyway. So that's Might why well just, for us to uh-huh. have like a second podcast is just kind of was like a natural yeah, extension. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. And I feel so, like and plus a lot, a lot of, of friends. A lot uh-huh. of crypto investors are guys. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's like so male Super, dominated yeah, yeah. so the fact that like rosie is into it and once i found that she was into it yeah mm-hmm. it was like oh my god let's uh let's right. do this cool yeah no i mean there should be more women in it <laughs> just because yeah nice. i mean weren't you in class with like a bunch of nerdy dudes a lot of nerdy dudes a lot of nerdy gals like i feel like it was kind of funny because actually my class at school I felt like some of the top like the top ranking cs people were girls or women yeah and that was like you know, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was probably pretty balanced. I think what happens is once you go into the workforce, like it gets more unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and like probably just I things know, are getting better. I know, when you're in but... school, everything is so equal. Yeah, because they're like being more conscientious about it. And then we're, you know, I guess like. You feel you feel uh-huh, like uh-huh. you can accomplish anything when you're in seventh grade. Right. And then and like, you enter the real world and then you see like, <laughs> oh, wait, everything is very unfair yeah, towards us. It's like, yeah, I guess it's like it feels like the real world has been entrenched for so long and there's all this like history. So then but then when you're at like a fresh like you're in college and like everybody's only been there for a couple of years, like it feels like you can just all start evenly. Versus like when you're in the, in the real world, it's like, oh, some people have been here for like 50 years. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Right. I don't know. At well, a company it or just a, feels uh-huh. like college and it, like school is just such a fake microcosm right, right. of, the, of the world. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're just so you're just so nice. sheltered. Like mm-hmm, when I see mm-hmm. these kids go on Shark Tank and they're Ooh, in yeah. college, yeah, and they're presenting and they they appear so ignorant sometimes. Yeah, they're like they they, they have a prototype and they're like, yeah, well, this is worth a million dollars. Right, and right. all the sharks are looking at them like, no, it's not. But, but see, they're so uh-huh. ignorant because they have never entered the real world. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that. And there's also like, I mean, people say that about and Shark Tank with um just like tech startups. Yeah. How just like Silicon Valley is such a like bubble as far as like, yeah, I mean, this it hasn't made money for years, but it's worth a bajillion dollars, you know. Yeah. Like that's kind of the mentality, I guess, for well, certain I know. pockets. It's almost uh-huh. like a lot of the investors, they might not know coding or they might not know like mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. much about the tech world that when somebody comes in, like if you and I were to go in there mm-hmm. and pitch some tech idea, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they would... We could probably get money because we do, we just fake it and make it look like yeah. I mean, so much about the pitch and just like confidence and yeah. then believing in the people rather than the product. Right, often. and even and uh-huh. and we could and, and we just make shit up and and they'll just <laughs> believe us. Yeah, because they're like, well, they, uh-huh. well, they look smart. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, because sometimes people go in there and just have, like, an amazing pedigree, just have, like, you know, gr- like, degrees from all the top places and, and, like, a history of, like, doing really well in business that even if the product's not great, they'll be like, well, you're great, so maybe we can, like, or become even, a partner. Or but, even like, if not, the, not, not uh-huh. even on Shark Tank, even if we just go to, like, a venture capitalist oh, oh, I see. and just pitch, like, off camera. <laughs> I don't know. Those, those guys are so sexist. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Who? Just like venture capitalists. capitalists. Yeah, it's very hard to get investors if even just like one of your co-founders is a female. Oh my God. But yeah, 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 I think it's kind of hard. It's like as much as, the thing is like I never, I never want to admit like it's hard for women to do anything because right. Cause then I'm a woman. Because then it be self-fulfilling. And yeah, yeah I so that, I don't want to uh-huh. like, like if anybody ever asked me a question in an interview like, well, isn't it hard being a female in comedy? I just ignore uh-huh. it and I do not answer it or I nice. do not answer okay. the emails because I just, I don't want to complain about it. Sure. And mm-hmm. when you complain about something, it becomes more of a problem for you. Yeah, I, I found that recently because I used to be more on this. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm going through a thing right now where... I'm trying not to think about all those factors and like identities because it's actually like hurting me more. Yeah. <laughs> like because not the, even, because then you're I understand focused why on that. Do. Then yeah, you're focused yeah. on that and not focused on writing jokes and sure, performing. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a burden that I understand why, you know, people like I understand why people talk about it all the time and like it is very but like I'm, but, first yeah, and foremost, uh-huh. I'm a comedian here to like be an activist for yeah, all women whole, in comedy. It's, it's like I'm just doing me. Cool. I'm not, and that should be yeah. And like yeah. we should be allowed to do that or whatever we want. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, because it is a thing. It's like if you join, and I think it's hard because well, maybe now, but at the time, like when I started, like I wasn't, you know, I didn't think getting into comedy would mean also like everything that's layered on top of that being like a woman and being Asian or whatever you want to talk about, right? Like, yeah. Like you don't think like oh, I'm gonna start doing open mics because I want to change the world view of my identity. It's like, right. you don't, you're not thinking about you're that. Just you're just thinking about yourself. Laughs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And be like a normal human being. And so it's like, it is interesting, like making that adjustment later on and realizing like, oh, wow, now people expect these views and these things. And, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So now I'm learning that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try, uh-huh. I try not to focus on it at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's good to know. Because I, yeah, I feel like but yeah, because burden. I just don't uh-huh. want to complain. Yeah, it is probably harder. But the more I focus on, oh yeah, yeah, like it how hard it is, then I'll start believing. Sense. Like, oh my god, this is really hard for mm-hmm. me. What am I doing here mm-hmm. in this world? Mm-hmm. So no, I feel like I kind of got into that mess a little bit recently. Like, you know, kind of feeling bad for myself and things like that. And it yeah. was actually being like even worse for myself, <laughs> making it worse. For yeah, myself. you are so making it worse for yourself when you complain. Myself. And mm-hmm. it's just like let even other let other mm-hmm. people be activists about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a big burden to bear. How did you start mm-hmm. so young? How did you know to start? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. So I started when I was like 16. I went to like an open mic in uh, at like Flappers in Burbank. Uh-huh. And it was like right when that opened and they were allowing people to go in under 18 because they're like served food. So it's technically like a restaurant too. I don't know. Right. Um, so there's like that loophole. Um, but yeah. And then. So you're Jewish. I used to like, <laughs> I used to like, um, uh what like I used to I didn't do like acting or theater or anything but I used to like speaking mm-hmm. and stuff like I would do like student government speeches and things like that and would nerd. always like to be very nerd would <laughs> always like to be like funny and stuff nerd. so yeah you're like I bring move people on. on my podcast to bully them FYI okay I'm I'm ready um but yeah so so that and then really just wanted to tell jokes. I wasn't on student government. Mm -hmm. I actually made fun of the student government kids. That's fine. I was made fun of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at them like they were an extension of the administration of the high school. Which, yeah, which it totally is because it's like, which you guys are children. And it's like, your children, be a child. Like, don't be working for the adults. Yeah, that's a good point. I did do a lot of work for the adults. I was, I was, you know, and it's like interesting because now learning so much about, like, I was so fascinated with kids now or or just like people who are able to like question authority so young because I feel like I was just like kind of part of the machine I was like yeah I'm fine like yeah you were (laughs) I was no me on the other hand I started an underground (laughs) newspaper in high school Uh and I made fun of underground newspaper yeah that's amazing I I made fun of the administrators the teachers and I kind of like 
because they censored me from the newspaper. Oh, so I rebelled against everybody. Like the school had a board, like had board Uh, meetings about me. Like, what are we gonna do with this girl? Esther Ku is writing all this shit about us in the newspaper. (laughs) Wow, and I wish they Uh would have expelled me or suspended me because then maybe somebody would would have wrote about it in the Chicago Tribune or something. Oh, I would have bigger and then profile thing. You know, maybe Harvey Harvey Weinstein would have been in Chicago shooting on location, reading the newspaper, and then been like, oh, let's make a movie about this. <laughs> and then your career would have blossomed. <laughs> Only if. What a story. Oh my god. Um wow. But what what did they end up doing? Did they just tell you to stop or like what did They just called me into the principal's office. Uh, well, because I was also a little feminist the principal in high school. Nice. Like I wrote an article uh-huh. that was said, you know you have your period when mm. you sound like you have a diaper going walking down the hallway and stuff like this that. This is all true stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and he Truth pulled, and comedy. He pulled that <laughs> exactly. He pulled that article up oh. and he was like, What is this? And, like that's bad. Yeah, and Ugh, I was just terrible. kind of so scared. Like that was my first time to the principal yeah, office. So terrifying. I was just kind of scared. It's just me and him in his office alone and I'm like just worried I was gonna get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I should have stood up to him more and been like well, that'll happen in the movie. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. It's fine. I I'll mean, be you like, can rewrite histories. I'll be yeah. like, yo, uh, yes, I'm a woman. I'm a girl. I get my period. Yeah, and talk about what's it. What's wrong with writing that in the newspaper? <gasps> wow, the, a budding young feminist. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, I was never like that. I mean, I was feminist, but I definitely wasn't. I was so terrified of like getting in trouble and stuff. That's oh, why really? I became a, uh, part of the machine. <laughs> oh, my God. I I'm was, sure. uh-huh. I was, I like, I reveled in being a troublemaker. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that I'm like learning now. I'm like, oh, man, you know, because in the real world, I mean, obviously school follows the rules, you, you get rewarded, but like right. real world, totally not. And so I'm like, oh, man. Now that I'm a human in the well, world, I need to in figure In the real out. world, sometimes too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes. You can't just go breaking laws, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, sometimes I go around like busting too many balls and mm-hmm. then I wonder why I'm, I'm unemployed. There is a certain value in a following balance. the rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think I'm on the side, I'm on like the opposite end where it's like, well, maybe I'm following too many rules, staying in my place too much. Yeah. And you you need have to, to find that balance. You need to shake up your life a little, maybe do something bad. Can you be a bad girl? Suggestions? I don't know. Oh man, have I? mm, I don't know. Well, I guess like what's the baddest thing you've ever done? Well, I think pursuing comedy after, you know, doing getting my degree in computer science feels pretty. It is pretty rebellious. rebellious. Yeah, yeah, because you could be making so much money, and here you are. Begging for coins uh, on the stoop of the laugh factory. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? Exactly. A great question. Well, your parents Mm -hmm. must have other kids besides you. Right. This is yeah. They do. They have an older kid. Uh-huh. My older sister Melissa. Um, and, and she's, she's a lawyer. And oh. she's married, and it's wonderful. So she does. I mean, and I'm the you know I'm the I'm the younger youngest. It's just the two of us. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of like well, we got we got one good one. So yeah. So they'll be do, taking care of in their the in experiment. their old age. Yes, I I believe so. Yeah. That, that like hopefully they'll be. And then your sister will take care of you in your good. old age. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Hope, I hope I don't burden her and my parents for too much longer. <laughs> but totally, <laughs> they yeah. pay for shit still. Um, if I like go out with them, they'll sometimes pay for the food. Oh, is that what you mean? Well, they don't like they don't like fund me or anything. No, no like yeah. some people, their parents but... pay their rent. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, Deep that would never their happen. 30s. That would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I never say never, but but no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that yeah, at yeah, the moment, yeah. I suppose. Uh huh. Um, so you went to Harvard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I started, not at Harvard, but at Harvard Square. Oh, my uh-huh. first time on stage was at the studio. <gasps> I love the studio. That's so great. You yeah. know, it moved now, right? It's not to there Davis anymore. To Square? It, yeah, yeah, but um, but still, the have studio. you been back to the new one? No, I haven't. But I, but yeah, when I was at school, I lived like a block away, so it was like so easy to go. I was very spoiled as far as just like being <laughs> walking distance from a great comedy club. Yeah, um, but that's great that you went up there. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great place. I had a lot of fun. No, like, not uh-huh. only did I go up there, like, that's where I started. And that's, yeah. that was my hangout place for four years. Oh, amazing. Or, it's a great three, place. three years when I first a, started. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Isn't I mean, that crazy? Yeah. It's like, honestly, it's so many people come through there. Like, as far as, like, people who have had a past there, it's, like, mm-hmm. such a such a great place. No, I would uh-huh. drive, like, Rick Jenkins home, like, uh, whenever uh-huh. I was there. And, no way. Because uh-huh. uh, he lived down the street from me. Oh, perfect. So uh-huh. I would always, like, just take him home and just hang out till, like, 2 in the morning or whatever uh-huh. time they close. I don't remember 
one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Little stage. Yeah, I know. It, it was great. I'm sad they moved because it was just such a like cool. What did they do with that place? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's still the Chinese restaurant. Like, because it basically like it was the Chinese restaurant on the first floor. Hong Kong. The Hong Kong. And then it's the second floor is like kind of like a bar of the same. It's like Hong Kong, same owners. And then the third floor was the comedy club. So I don't know if they're like Yeah, I wonder what's going something. on up there. It could be like an event space, I guess, or yeah. just like another bar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Not enough bars. <laughs> um, yeah, bars for people who want to climb more stairs, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but... But yeah, I've spent so many nights there. That's like awesome. I would just like hang out there and not even go on stage. Like yeah. that's where I learned a lot. Cool. You know? Yeah, I mean it's a great place to watch because I feel like you can kind of hide in the darkness and not feel like you mm-hmm. have to like interact. But also, it's great people that go up and it's not too like it doesn't drag on for too long. Yeah, and then people know? from New York would come up. Yeah, yeah. Or from LA, You'd get like big would names. Come uh-huh. and get, you know, and everybody totally. would go. Yeah, and be like, like such I saw news. Louis C.K. there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because I saw Stephen Wright there. there. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Like a long time ago. <laughs> it was Ooh, like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Let's see, I don't know. Like Gary Goldman would go up a lot when yeah. I was there, and then Marie Bamford went up one time. Oh, did she? Yeah. I think she was just like coming through. Yeah. Eugene just people Merman who pass through and they're like are doing, you know, the Wilbur. They might just do like right a little they're set passing there. Through. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I yeah, I was place. in Boston for like four years. Cool, okay. You too, right? Yeah, I guess so. Four years. Um, yeah, and like that was kind of the only, that was like the main place that I would go up. There were like other places in Boston proper would definitely be mm-hmm. um, happening and then like on campus stuff, but like that was kind of the main, the main place, place to go because yeah. it was so perfect, I feel like. No, I went there all the time and I remember just sitting in my, like the first time I ever went, I was taking a stand-up comedy class And Uh I was sitting in my car being like, well, my parents told me not to like go to bars by myself or like just not to go to bars, not even by myself, just period. Oh, okay. You know, like (laughs) only bad people, like satanic people hang out at bars and stuff. Right. Well, they did have a satanic mass at the Hong Kong restaurant. Did you hear about that? Did they? They did. It was so funny. Like some, I can't remember what, some like satanic club or something held like was looking for a place to have their event and like nobody would have them but like the hong kong is like yeah whatever just use our place. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't give a shit like we're like a, a bunch of golf um, kids i don't know what it was yeah i think probably but i i don't know it was like a big that, controversy you know what? because it's that's what chinese people that's so chinese i know it's just like they don't, we're, we're they not don't a part care. of this just or i should say maybe you you guys don't care like chinese people they just yeah. want to make money and yeah, if, exactly. if they can sell they those fucking bowls of the what is that drink Oh, oh, uh, uh, why, why am I blanking on it? Scorpion bowls. The scorpion yeah, bowls. Those yeah, are mm-hmm. if they could, as long as they could, they don't care if they're satanic or not. Like, satanic people, they have money too. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's all the same, so. Yeah, exactly. That's it was a so great, funny. It was a great headline, but anyway, yeah. So, so your parents were right. Uh, they do have satanic masses No, but bars. I remember hanging out, like, just sitting in my car, being like, this is crazy, going to a bar by myself. But, like, I knew there was a comedy show going on yeah. there, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well... I think I'll be fine because I'll sh- maybe I'll run into some people from the class at the yeah. show, mm-hmm. and then I went and I was like, "Oh, this is fine!" Like yeah, yeah. nobody died. Like, uh-huh. It's not like there's people are like piercing their ears and <sighs> getting tattoos and like burning shit. Right. And, Even if they were, I mean, and having like an orgy. Yeah, yeah, the orgy. No, which no orgies. I would have been like, "Oh, cool," but right. uh, <laughs> but it was definitely less eventful. Yeah. Um, than you expected. That's awesome. <laughs> You know Aiko yeah. Tanaka? Yeah. Yeah. I saw her recently, kind of. Me too. Uh-huh. Awesome. She's so funny. So she funny. she is the most beloved guest on my podcast. Oh, like, yeah. Like, people uh-huh. go crazy oh, I'm sure. when yeah, she's, she's on. The she's best. so, she's so funny. fucking yeah. funny. She's got quite a funny, uh, yeah, outlook, I feel like, which well, is great. Well, she's just uh-huh. so funny. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. she's just so brutal. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll have conversations with her and I'll, uh-huh. I'll FaceTime her. And I'm oh, like, great. why are we not recording this? That was so oh, fucking funny. Yeah, Cause, you gotta just because she'll all rip the time. on people too. Like oh, she's good. Okay. At, I don't know if I've seen that. that. That's fun. I want to see that. Oh my gosh. Maybe we don't know enough of the same, or like I don't express any 
like well, malice towards well, anyone. Well, she's just very unapologetic. She, like yeah. she'll even say it. She's like Japanese people. We care about appearances, mm-hmm. and we don't like ugly people. You know? Oh, like, <laughs> oh I see. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So we'll be like so making fun like, of somebody yeah, like, <laughs> for being ugly, and she is just like she just holds nothing back. Oh shit! That's she's great. Just okay, so I gotta, funny. I gotta, I gotta. Now that I know that, I'm gonna just like yeah. have a list of names for her to be like. All right, roast them. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. No, she is so funny, and I love her to death. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I gotta, you know, I don't hang, I don't hang out with as many comedians as I would like to. Uh huh. You know, because I feel like where I get are you hanging out? Entrenched in. Uh, well, I have a lot of like college friends, mm-hmm. and like it's some time are to get comedy. rid of them. What are you doing? <laughs> like, why would you hang out with college friends? What? It's it, yeah. It's like out of you know kind I of. I mean, you college get, friends you see like once a year. It's no, time, I know. It's time to graduate. But it's the ones that are like here, you know. So we're all we're all too insular. Are it's they? Bad. Are they in computer science? Um. Oh God, no. Uh. Well, all those people are making bank in San Francisco. So say goodbye to them. Um. But yeah, for sure, they're all like trying to write or trying to do entertainment stuff. Oh. Okay. So like most of the time, it's like a lot are interested in writing. I think because it's kind of like, you know, a good pursuit. Mm-hmm. I feel like writing is so much more like. Well, writing... Respected, right? Than, like... Which is annoying. But, like, writing for a TV show is way more respected than, like, being a stand-up comedian. So, not of, none you of them are, so? like, performers. Well, in their world. I don't know. Because it's, like, a for job me, salary. For me, uh-huh. I think writing actually is the opposite. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that way. But I feel like just generally society. But a lot of people yeah. do think that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I see some of these shows on TV and the writers, it seems, get snubbed all the time. Uh-huh. They don't get the credit that the actor people no right that's true people They're like the general public famous. i feel uh-huh. like are dumb mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they look at a show and think wow this cast of friends are so good and, right and it's like and the it's writers like, actually, are good the jokes are not theirs yeah yeah oh you know? yeah i mean as far as like between a famous actor and like the writer who wrote the lines like totally yeah but, but i guess within but I guess the within, industry yeah within like what they want to put on their resume kind of thing it's like obviously harder to just be like i sometimes do stand up <laughs> you know <laughs> rather than like yeah oh, I work for this name and this show and like I have a salary <laughs> yeah so so a lot of I so anyway I see a lot of people pursuing that and I think that's makes sense because it's like that's smart you know well I do mm-hmm. like writing because you're just uh you could just be introverted totally you yeah. know like as social oh, yeah. as I am and as extroverted as I can be sometimes it is nice to just get away from people and just yeah it is know, great fuck your computer <laughs> and, yeah. and cuddle your computer because I mean, literally like i think about too just like perform performing or like you know la beauty standards and shit like that i'm like man i love pasta though you know oh my I god you're wanna, so like, skinny no but i what do you mean but I, oh, you, yeah, I cannot be you're like uh hesitating but, at eating pasta no i mean i don't like, but you what i mean me is just chubby. like <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, you know what I mean, yes. though. It's like, it's like just all the things that you have to worry about, I guess. But it's like, well, if you're just right, if you're writing, you can do, you could be whoever right, you, you want to be. You can get fat. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's true. And into your old age, you can always write. So yeah, we you always, get old. We always, as comedians, <laughs> we, we can always write. You know? But yeah, that's the fun thing about stand-up too, is like you can always go on, go back to the mic. Well, like, we're just whatever. so versatile. Like we're not just an actor <laughs> you know, or just a writer. <laughs> Oh, we're boy. not we're yes. not one of those uh-huh. people who put on their business card actor slash writer slash oh, right. voiceover Slashes. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have three, and you gotta make sure they all sound amazing. <laughs> no, I just have one, just comedian, and great that that it's it's assumed underneath comedian. Of course, I'm an actor too, and of course, I'm a writer too because I yeah. act out my jokes and I write my jokes. So there go you fuck go. Off. Yeah, go go <laughs> die somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, one of my business mm-hmm. cards, like when I first started, I had um, a business card because I was always into printing business cards. Nice. Like even when I, I was love writing a business card, uh-huh. writing for the school newspaper, I had. Um, oh wow! You I had my business card because I would uh-huh. I would sell ads for the newspaper. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. You you were like operating a business. This was no, just I, your... I I made like the paper like two hundred dollars. It was nothing. Still, that's amazing. I mean, anyway, yeah, and and, yeah, and uh-huh. like business you know, cards. I feel like. Um, People should tell kids, like, hey, kids have such an advantage in business because if you do anything business-related or sell anything as a kid, people are just floored. And well, just, yeah, like, I'm, I still can't do that, so I'm floored. <laughs> you are? Well, no, I was always very impressed with business, business-minded folks because yeah. I'm just like, how do you even know how to, like, say it that way so that you can sell it that way? You know, like marketing? It's stuff? just talking. 
No, really. I mean, yeah. It's just getting people. It's, <laughs> it's what you do on stage, though. It's you just get people mm-hmm. to come to be on your side and convince them to buy something from you. And totally, a lot of times, totally. it's not even about the product that you're selling. Uh-huh. You're selling yourself. It's just right, right. getting people to like you. And you already yeah. do that. I mean, the interesting. So, like when I was at school, I worked on like the Harvard Lampoon, which is the humor magazine, right? And so, like mm-hmm. a whole. F- uh, I didn't do any, like, business stuff for it, but, like, a whole faction of people did business for it. It's, so, like, selling ads. And it was, like, always astounding. And this is, like, a print magazine, which, like, is hard to sell ads for now, right? Yeah. And so, like, but some people were amazing at it. Like, they would just say the right thing or, like, oh, there's, I mean, I don't know if I, I guess, like, what one thing that people did really well was, like, they'd say there are going to be, like, say readership is, like, 20,000. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the, they say, like, there will be 40,000 eyes on this, which is, like, Oh, that's a good line. That's a good good line. line. That's so smart. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was. But it's Harvard, so ten percent or fifty percent are Asian slanted eyes. Looking at that, (laughs) fifty (laughs) percent. Yeah. No, it's it's it was like uh, yeah. So things like that they would say, and I'm like so impressed. Like I don't even know if I can. That's so funny from your point of view because I I look at the world like there's so many people trying to do business and I see that it's like so I don't. I'm not, like, impressed by somebody who has business skills. If Mm -hmm. anything, if somebody has super savvy business skills, I'm like, yeah, well, that's because you're not talented at anything else. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it's it's easy. (laughs) But, but, you know, it's funny because people are either good salespeople or they're not. Right. There's hardly ever a gray area. I see. Interesting. Interesting. You know? But Uh anyway, when I was a kid, I wish somebody would have told me, like, go out there and sell more print ads because when you're a kid, you're just, people just are so floored by. Sure, they like, want to help. Oh, look, like, oh, look at this young little businesswoman, business yeah, right? Wow. It's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, man, so. another Chicago Tribune write-up. You <laughs> I know. Weinstein, all the things. I know. So <laughs> why did I tell that story about selling ads uh, in my newspaper? Business cards. Oh, I had a business mm-hmm. card. Right, so when I first started comedy, I had, um, I printed out a business card and it said Koo Fan Club <gasps> since, and then whatever year it was, I wrote the year. Uh-huh. And, oh, uh-huh. And people still so send me, like, it. Facebook messages. Oh, that's a smart, you know? And and, uh-huh. and and they would send me Facebook messages still, like, hey, I, I just found this card. And it was from, like, from, a long like, ass time ago. 2007 oh, or whatever. Shit. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Yeah. I like so, that a lot. Were you there mm-hmm. when the Walsh brothers were there? Uh, no, I don't But you heard about them. So. You're like, so. no. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, are, what are their full names? Uh, Chris and Dave Walsh. I guess I don't know. Oh. Well, I probably have seen the name, but yeah, I, I, I didn't know them or, or like, yeah. you know, I didn't I guess they were probably like, mm-hmm. in LA when you were there or something. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cause, but sometimes people like come back and, and visit and everything, but uh, Sometimes people caused, come back and move back. Caused. Caused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. How about DJ Hazard? No. You never ran into him? I don't think in so. In Boston? Man. I think, well, maybe I've heard. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What comedians did you know in Boston? Um, like the Boston guys. The Boston guys. Well, I mean, there were like the established ones who Tony are B. there all the time. It was, um, well, I don't know about that. I, well, I also wasn't that plugged into like the Boston scene, so it could also be that I just right. never crossed paths. But um, there's like Dan Bolger. Is that how you Oh, yeah. Say? I know Dan. He was always around. felt like um, Dan Crone. Oh, yeah, I know Dan Crone. Um, who I actually didn't meet in Boston. I think I met out here. But then he was like a Boston guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, Steve McCone? I don't know him. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of this. Well, Sam Jay was out there when Who's before that? she like blew up. So she was, She now writes for SNL, but she was... And she moved to LA like maybe a couple years ago, finally, from Boston. But she was like a big deal in Boston. And oh, wow. like kind of, you know, would always do studio, and then she, like, would do festivals and stuff, and then she was like, okay, I'm making a move to L.A., and just, mm-hmm. like, blew up right away. Like, right, right, you know, right. It was, like, just a really good good move and, and right timing and everything. Um, but she was out there kind of when I was. Yeah. And uh, I want to say, Han. What? <laughs> I can't think of people's names right now. Um, oh, Misha Han. Did you ever meet him? No. Okay, he was, like, from Hawaii, and then he um, was out there. He's an Asian in guy? Boston, and would sometimes go home to Hawaii. Um Yes. Oh, I don't know him. <laughs> There's so many freaking comedians. It's crazy, I know, right? and I mean, I, I really didn't meet as many as I should have. Um, but I also met a lot of, like, college students that were kind of, like, plugged into the scene as well. Right. So, like, you know, those people, like, barely, I guess, were in Boston. You know, were only Boston for college and then would kind of probably move their right, separate right, ways right. a lot Well, to when New I York. lived in Boston, uh-huh. everybody just thought I was in college. 
uh-huh. you know? Yeah, like yeah. You just assume because everybody Everybody's in Boston did college. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they're like, so so where do you go to school? I'm like, I don't. I sell pens. <laughs> even better, even better. So they're like, oh, that's awesome. Pens. And then yeah. I just gave pens to everybody who's in college. Wait, what, what or do you mean comedian. you sell pens? What was, what was this pen gig? I was a sales rep for Sharpie. Oh, oh, Sharpie. Yeah, pen. That's, yeah. that's what got me the job in Boston. Like, that's okay, how okay. I was able to, to move to Boston. Um, I wanted to move to Boston to, do, to start comedy. Okay, cool, cool. And, and then that was I, the gig. Yeah, I got that's the awesome. job, and mm-hmm. it was, like, the best job in the world. Yeah. I was making, like, $37,000 just driving around a paper mate truck and oh, that's selling great. pens. Oh, and the deal. easiest job uh-huh. in the world. And then I would have a car to, like, go to all my shows. Oh, they had a car And then the you. comedians, nice. what uh-huh. was his name? Um... I forgot his name. Joe something. Uh, an Italian guy in Boston. Older guy. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. he got in my car one time. He's like, why, why does the opener have a better car, a nicer car than the oh, headliner? Yeah, well. I'm like, because there's a company car. Yeah, yeah, amazing. That's great. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's like an awesome But uh, I also gig. feel like when I got to Boston, all the comedians saw like, oh, she has this brand new car. Like, she has all oh, this some sort nice of like, stuff. Like, interesting. I almost feel like, because Boston guys, are, they're all very working class comedians, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of felt like they all looked at me like, oh, wow, she's this like rich girl. And I wasn't. Right, right. And I didn't just, grow yeah. up rich. It's uh-huh. just I have this rich corporate job. Yeah. And it makes there's you all these perks to this rich. job. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, it looks like I'm rich because they're paying for all this sure. stuff. Uh-huh. But I wasn't at all you know i'm yeah. like i'm like you guys i'm a broke comedian too <laughs> as soon just as living off their sharpie as soon tit. as the economy crashes <laughs> yeah, and people yeah. stop buying pens because styluses came out like don't worry i'll be broke just like you so don't you worry because styluses came out the big, fighting big stylus how long ago did you do last comic standing oh um i guess it was like three years ago now so i i mean it came out in 2015 yeah 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 Uh nice yeah it was fun it was it was cool like I uh was still in school so I like was a junior Uh uh-huh third year and then auditioned out here because like I was always back in LA to do stand-up when I was home um Mm -hmm. for summer and winter break and stuff like that so I auditioned or they they like called me in for an audition in LA which luckily happened to be when I was on break so I did oh that. Oh my god, it all worked out. It worked out. I guess I could the have auditioned in Boston. Good. Yeah, I mean the timing was was excellent. I could have auditioned in Boston. I guess had because they because some Boston comedians auditioned in Boston as well. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, but it worked out because I think here I was just like more comfortable. And then um, I, yeah, and then I got to be in like the Invitational whatever. So yeah. that was like a few months later. And, and you I had, had good judges. Yeah, yeah. Oh my they god! Were awesome. Like my judges were like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember you seeing you on my way back. One. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the because it was basically like you know, so they had uh, last time I standing. Then it like stopped for a while, and then it got repicked up by like Wanda Sykes. And I know Paige it was Hurwitz. weird because everybody was like, oh, it's canceled. But then it always came right. back. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like American Idol or like one of those just big franchises that they're like, well, it, they can reboot it under kinda the same like name. Kind of like Bitcoin. They're all like, oh, the rise and fall of Bitcoin. And then two weeks right. later, yeah, like, it's, it's back like, up. So everybody's wrong. Yeah. All the time. So yeah. So then like they rebooted it like the, the season before. And this was the second season of their reboot or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little different in the sense that like they did, they had like different judges. Um, Wanda Sykes was producing and things like that. So and wow. then And then they made it like. Um, an invitational thing and just like kept eliminating people versus like living in a house. Did you have to live in a house? I lived in a house. <gasps> How was that? Oh That's my god! Wild that it you was did that. Uh-huh. It was uh, weird, you know, because uh-huh. the house that they had us in, it was in the valley and uh-huh. there was like glitter in all the drawers, so people were like, what? "Oh, they shoot porn here." <gasps> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of those houses are just, like, kind of for that purpose, you know, yeah. shooting things. Uh-huh. And, and the thing about, like, TV shows and productions, they need – they're on such a budget. So the, they don't necessarily care about, like, getting us the best mattresses or – Oh, oh you know, right, right. You know what I mean? Like so, like, it was whatever. kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'd rather be in my own house and just right. compete and just do the show part. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But they – That's so – wow. Yeah, that because I, I remember thinking, like – oh, that was how it used to be, you know, because that was kind of like reality shows were kind of all on that pattern of like also show them outside of doing what they do, you know? Right. Yeah, so like that's really intense. And I was reading, um, yeah, I, I just feel like they didn't do that for ours. And I'm like thankful because I think I, I would have just like 
been like again be like yeah hey, just let me leave <laughs> yeah it was um also it was my first tv thing that i had ever done cool so uh-huh. it was uh just all new just being in front of a camera mm-hmm. nowadays we have cameras and we're filming ourselves every day for our instagram oh, yeah, story but do that yeah that's a whole thing i remember like always turning it up for the cameras cool and i remember the other comedians like bitching about it they're like well you're different when the cameras come on i'm like yeah like, of yeah, course i am like, <laughs> Yeah, that's like how TV like, works. Um, right. Just, I mean, yeah, that totally. It's just so funny exists. the petty things you find about like with the other really? comedians. I mean, yeah, that's like, well, what are you gonna do? Like, be that way all the time? Like, what's that? I'm like, I'm sorry that your personality sucks and you don't turn that's it up for the cameras, but funny. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't have to do the house thing. Did no, you have to do yeah. anything else? Like, uh, well, so they came to school and filmed me for like. A background package, kind of. Well, you that's know? awesome. That's like American Idol, right? So yeah, so they give the little like, background. So yeah, I got then that. People are which rooting for you because yeah. they're like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally failed and like didn't move on, but like it was awesome to like have that. And like, because they didn't have to air my set either. Like, basically, they had a hundred of us, right? So that's like a lot of people. Wow. So they couldn't film. They couldn't put every like a hundred people's sets on TV. So a lot of people made it to that round and got taped and everything, but like didn't make air. And got their hopes up, thinking that it might air. Well, the funny thing is, like, I had no. I was such a naive little like piece of shit. Like, because I had no idea. So I was like, yeah, I wasn't gonna say it, but we're all gonna get, (laughs) we're all gonna get aired. Like, I didn't know. I didn't really understand because some people were like, yeah, well, we'll see if I even make it. Because everybody's, you know, hedging. Like, it's like comedians, and we're all like terribly negative, and it's hilarious. But, um, but I felt like a lot of people obviously knew way more about TV, how TV works than I did. So they were like, yeah, well, we don't know if we're going to make it on air. And I was like, well, I think they'll do it because they said 100 people, right? And like, they've also been I'm doing like, it for like 25 years. I They're know, like, somebody fucking kick this girl yeah, in the Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, so then I didn't make it. But then, oh, well, so then I make it, made it to air, which was really lucky. And then on top of that, they like kept me around. So I didn't like make it onto the next level. So they did like 100 and they cut it down to like 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't make it to that. But then they like kept me and one other person around just in case. So like I got to like hang out in LA like a couple more days and just like run around and meet people. You were on the wait like, list? Yeah, exactly. And then like we did, they did our makeup and everything for the the night to like maybe we would get called and then they didn't call us. So then mm-hmm. we we're like, all right, peace, we're leaving. But it was, it was like a great experience. And I, I mean, I was, I was so lucky where I like literally had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got really lucky. Yeah. Because you're Asian. But, yeah. <laughs> Here They're we like, are we again. Need, yeah. We need an Asian girl. Oh, totally. We haven't, we haven't we had, had an Asian girl in like a few years. It was like only me and like Helen Hong, I think, were Asian girls on it. Oh, was she on the same season? I think so. Oh, think so. okay. Cool. But, Was yeah. Keenan one of the judges? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Norm MacDonald. Pretty, oh, my God. Pretty uh, hilarious. You had huge judges. And then Roseanne, who now is back on TV. I grew up sick. watching Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was pretty pretty cool when we uh-huh. did when when i did my um last comic standing they yeah, had us do mm-hmm. like this thing in a boxing ring and oh whoa. Uh-huh. we had to put on sports bras okay. and shorts oh. and so like our our bellies were exposed oh like that was it like you didn't wear like a shirt you couldn't wear a well, shirt over it we had they made us robes to, like boxing oh, robes okay and then yeah. you go in the ring and it's basically like a roast battle and you you, you say jokes at them you, uh-huh. you do jokes at the oh, other person god see like that's the thing i'd be like so scared because it's so different it's not stand-up <laughs> right you know or doesn't feel the same <laughs> yeah but they just put you through all these exercises cool. and uh-huh. and the guy that i was paired up with this fucking comedian he before we did the thing like once we were paired up Mm -hmm. and he was fat so he came up to me and he was like um hey just uh my mom something about like my mom had a heart attack recently so just can you not make fun of my mom and uh i should have taken that as a cue to make fun of his fat mom (laughs) (laughs) you didn't (laughs) i don't know you you don't know me everything is fair game and if you say don't go there I will go there. Yeah, yeah, And I should have, yeah. but oh. I was so young and naive, too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have done the same thing, because I would have been like, okay, I'm sorry, I want you to like me, you know? Yeah, but who... Yeah, that's hard. Man. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's like a whole... Yeah, it's like... It's a weird thing. No, and I... <laughs> Just like competing you know, when against I did, people, it's like weird. It is weird, uh-huh. but especially when everybody's different. Yeah, it's like stand It's hard up, to be objective like about not, it. It's not a, yeah, it's not an objective. No, my main thing. objective when I did Last Comic Standing, I knew that so many comedians wanted to get on. Mm-hmm. And comedians who have been doing it for 25 years, yeah. who haven't had their TV break, I knew that people were going to be jealous that I got on mm-hmm, and say, mm-hmm. oh, she just got on because yeah, of this, this, and I that, right? Yeah, I heard a ton of that, uh-huh. So I was so worried 
I was more worried about like everybody hating me. Oh, uh-huh. that yeah, like no, I, that's okay. every time the cameras were on, I just wanted to like make it look like I'm happy to be there. So like, that thank you, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's all I did too. Like when they interviewed me, I was like, I'm just happy to be here. Like right. literally, like they're like so, like one of the producers' questions was like, so what what would you do if you won? And I was like, in my head, I was like, well, I don't want to live in a world where I win. La- like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, like why would I, I was like doing not this trying for to like win. five years? You know, like compare. Yeah, I just felt like it was like a weird position to be in because you do want to be like, oh, I, I want to respect my elders. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh my god, it's so true. I want to respect my elders. That's so Asian <laughs> like, of right? us, right? Because you're like, you're like, well, I definitely don't want to come off like um, ungrateful, uh, yeah, you or know? you just take this for granted. Yeah, or like even feeling like I have a right to be here because it's obviously such a crapshoot. Like. It's such a roll the dice and what they need. Yeah. Um, even though, like, I'm not going to say, like, I wasn't funny. Like, it's like, yeah, I was, right. I was a comedian. I, I, I'm a comedian. But, like, yeah, you totally don't want to go on camera and be like, I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> like, what? Right. But, like, totally other people do that and can do that because I've been doing it longer. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, on camera, I didn't say I'm going to win this thing. But off camera, I was like, I'm going to win this thing just to, like, get your mind pumped. Yeah, so that's that, good. That's, so that that's you're, awesome. So that you put your best performance out there. Right, right. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, I should have done that. In my head, I was like, uh, don't fuck up. <laughs> like, uh, what am I doing here? But it was, yeah, and it was interesting because, like, I think, you know, and then I was on it and they did ask me my age on stage and, like, you know, and so I think, and I think Norm was kind of, like, you know, he obviously knows what's going on. So he was kind of like, yeah, I don't see you as, like, a headliner. And, like, I, I don't even know if they aired a lot of his negative remarks because they were just trying to be, like, oh. You know, oh, did he you, say more negative stuff that were that wasn't I think, aired? I think he did. I can't remember. I mean, I I think he did. I didn't really see what aired exactly. I saw I see what's online, so hopefully it's the same thing. But basically, it was like, um, you know, like I think that was you know you're very charming, but like I don't see you as a headliner for like another like five years or something. No, it wasn't was negative. Like, it was it was actually positive. He was like. He and then like, he said, you'd be a good years, opener or something. No, you'd be a great opener, which is a compliment. But then at the time, I was like, yeah, I'd love to be an opener. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? Like, and, and he's like, uh-huh. yeah, in five years, you could headline. Like, that, right, right. that's a compliment. Yeah, like, yeah I don't okay. Think, so maybe I took it. Maybe, like, on stage, I was like, oh, God, he hates me. <laughs> no. When I watched it, yeah, okay, I, I thought cool. he was being actually really nice to you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then, so then, and then Roseanne, like, asked how old I was. So then it was a whole thing where it was like, oh, okay, now you're still young. She looked so uh, different with the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, because she, like, didn't have that before that season. Yeah, yeah. Did you she, guys like, do any drugs together? Nah, I didn't get to hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel like... Have you done any drugs? Have I? Yeah. Yeah. What have you done? In college. <laughs> like, acid? Um, no, but I do want to. I, I, I mean, you know how it is. I, I, um, let's see, I've done... Coke. Coke and Molly and that, and then, like, you know, I don't know, Weed. marijuana. <laughs> the, the marijuana. Cannabis. Um, uh, the... I've never the, done uh, Molly. The ganja. I've never done Molly. Okay, yeah. so, like, uh, yeah, it's, it was, uh, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm a basic motherfucker. <laughs> no, I think, so it's like, so MDMA is like a, you know, euphoric drug, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've also done shrooms, but oh, I've, I've never yeah. done shrooms. Oh, okay, that was also great. Um, I think it was less for me. Okay, so weird. I guess everybody, you know, everybody reacts differently to stuff. So it's like, I was always doing a lot of these things with some of the same friends. So it was kind of interesting to see like how we all reacted differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Molly because I think I did it at a time when I was kind of like down and depressed. And so it like is you know, it brings you up. Like, it's all about, like, getting that serotonin or I don't even know the science, but it's, like, it is, makes you happy, euphoric, like, happier than you've ever been for no reason, but also just feeling, like, very warm and, like, wanting personal connection. So I did it at, like, a party. Like, I would do it at parties or things where there's a lot of people and, like, often a lot of people who are also doing it because it's kind of, like, this communal thing where it's, like, Because it's awkward if you're the only one on Molly. I mean, and and everybody's drunk, that would suck. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, like, it's still fine. I I have a good time on it, like, no matter the situation, I feel like. But for sure, like, there's a big – like, my boyfriend always talked about, like, in London, there's, like, a big – like, people do it more in Europe, right? So it's, like, mm-hmm. a, a thing where it's, like, there's, like, raves, you know, or here, too. But, like, that's why people do it at raves because, like, everyone's doing it. And it's, like, kind of a I know. I've never cool really been thing. to a rave. I, I mean, think. me neither. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm speaking completely with no knowledge. But um, but that's where the – that's, like, I guess where you see the most – like oh molly Molly. raves overheating people died um (laughs) you know but so you know and then you know you have to be careful so like we would do the whole thing where you like drink orange juice before like 
protect your brain and then you also like drink, oh, wow. drink a lot of water while you're on it because you can't overheat and I would have a lot of issues where like if when I'm doing it your body's like temperature regulation I do that when work. I take mucinex because it dries you out <gasps> okay you yeah to, like, yeah drink a whole lot of water because like it just... right because it's like a decongestant type yeah thing. yeah yeah that makes sense I mean yeah water's always great no matter what what drug you're doing but uh but yeah no I think uh I liked it because yeah, it was just like, it's like a very positive drug and it makes Maybe you... I should try it. Well, so then the, oh, here's the downside, right? Is that like people always say they have like really bad come down. So it's like, it's like, you know, everything has an opposite, equal and opposite reaction. So you'll have the best day of your life and then followed the by the worst day. day. A lot of people have had that. I have never had that. So that's the thing where I'm oh, like really lucky. Maybe I'm not going to have it why. either. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it's just, like, due to moderation. And then, like, if you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, today sucked for no reason, you know, like, the rain cloud over your head, then you're like, okay, that must have been the molly. And then you just attribute it to that and don't do anything rash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I it, like, for me, when I get down, like, it's not something that's so scary to me because I've been, I've had down moments, you know, for yeah, periods yeah. in my life. So if I am, like, you're depressed. You're familiar with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not going to scare me. Cool. Or scare the people good. around me. Yeah, I feel that way, too, where I'm like, I think... You know, as long as you have a good handle on, like, I've, I've lived through that. Yeah. Then you'll probably be fine. I don't know. Fine, but then. again, I can't really say because I don't want to be like, yeah, it's great. And then some people are like, you don't know. All right. If you guys do. have any Molly, feel free to send some via silk <laughs> oh, God, to my P.O. box. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, you know. But yeah. And then also making sure you do, you know, safe stuff because I guess, yeah, all that shit can always right. be weird. Right, right, right. Because it's like almost date raping yourself. You're like (laughs) out here at a freaking bar on Molly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and people like overheat and stuff. So that's like stay, stay cool. I don't overheat. (laughs) I sit in, I sit in saunas at at like 150 degrees. Well, I have, and then I start (laughs) where I get cold. I get cold sometimes. Oh, you do? Uh, So I just have to like stay in a normal environment. Okay. (laughs) Well, I was also in Boston in like the winter. So you can't like just run outside. Well, I'm from Chicago. Grew up super cold. Oh, okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, have you mm-hmm. heard about this nail polish? I, I think some woman like uh, pitched on Shark Tank. This nail polish, if you're around a date, date if somebody like puts date rape drug in your drink. <gasps> you can test it with your nail polish? Your nail polish changes oh. colors and will alert you that there's some, you know, oh, like Bill Cosby so Cosmopolitan. Bill Co- in, this is the Bill in, Cosby. In, around you. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, it's terrible that we have to have that, but it's amazing. Would you, would you buy that? nail polish um yeah i'd totally buy that nail polish i mean at the same time i'm i like i guess i'm not going on that many dates if i if i bought that nail Uh polish i would just go around the bar sticking my hand in everybody's drink like (laughs) you'll thank me later and then if i'm on like molly or something i'll like start warning all the girls like there's date rape in your drink and then she'd be like okay i want to fuck him anyway like get away (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah well i mean yeah it's crazy because yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. know. I think uh-huh. it's a great idea, but unless it's rolled out on all nail polishes, it's almost like we don't want to put our mindset into like we might get date raped. Right, that's true. Right? When it's you're getting thing. ready for your fucking date. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I better use this nail I polish. I better use oh, this in case yeah, the guy that, that I'm meeting so on bad. Tinder. So, so But I guess that's like part of, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I've been dating my boyfriend for like before Tinder. Mm-hmm. So I never really was, I've never gone on a date with somebody that I didn't have like some sort of, you know, background on. Yeah. But maybe if I was doing that, I'd like already be in that mindset in any way. Well, you should break up with your boyfriend and go on Tinder (laughs) because Asian girls have like the best. Oh, the high swipe rate or swipe rate. Yeah. Yeah, we have the best. disturbing. Ratio, like we're very wanted in the online dating community. Do you you notice that or are you on Tinder? No, people have told me Uh that and I'm always like. Yeah, I mean, all my, you know, all my single Asian girlfriends, um, they're all up in that Bumble and Tinder stuff. Are they? I mean, they're also, like, very beautiful just as people, you know what I mean? So it also could just be that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they do it because they're, like, I feel like they're just always going on dates and they have such high standards. I'm like, what what are you going to do? Uh-huh. You know, they have (laughs) very high standards, but they are very desirable people, so they can do it, I guess. Right, because they're, they're educated and they're good looking, good looking and they're ladies. funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So, well, the world is their when you're start. young, uh-huh. you can have high standards. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're Once you young, get older, uh-huh. you're like, I'll take whatever I can get. Fair. Beautiful. It sounds like a beautiful story. <laughs> sounds like a great ending to a beautiful uh, life. Uh-huh. I also saw that fairy tale roast that you did. 
Oh, what yeah, was yeah. So it was like a Disney. So it was for. Oh God. Okay. So 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 Screen Junkies is a YouTube um, company that mm-hmm. has their own thing, and they like are the honest trailers people. So they do like all those really cool like movie fan kind of funny movies. So they started to do uh, this thing where it's like like characters of certain franchises roast each other yeah and so i was mulan of course for uh disney roast so it was like we were uh it was like mulan aladdin uh beauty and the beast like all the different characters and then we just like that was a lot of work you put into it well i didn't have to write it really oh yeah they wrote for me and everything who wrote for you so they have like specific writers no way uh, that work for that show i was watching that going holy shit like you had to have watched every disney movie oh i know it was a lot of references i didn't know all of them but yeah no for sure it was like i mean i guess i've watched every disney movie so i wouldn't <laughs> I haven't like I okay, haven't cool. watched Mulan. I don't know what that is. <gasps> oh, it's so fun! It's on Netflix right now. You should watch it. Mulan is so fun. What is it about? It's about like so. I guess it's like uh, we're okay. I'm trying to think of like how to. Well, okay, it's it is an ancient Chinese story mm-hmm. about a female warrior, but they like you know kind of repurpose it for Disney. So it's like she's this like daughter of a warrior. She goes in to fight um, the war. <laughs> against the huns quote unquote but it was like mongolian people then so that's derogatory now but um <laughs> but like yeah it was, it's pretty derogatory against mongolian people but um so she goes into fight good instead of her dad <laughs> <laughs> oh god really alienating your base um, yeah and so then um and then so she goes into fight in place of her father and so she's just like she's like cross you know so she's like a a, ma- a man she has to be a man because they don't let women fight oh so it's this whole like really? really awesome like she's wearing like a pantsuit she's wearing i mean yeah and she like cuts her hair off and it's like all this like and she's like guys who have a low voice when she talks it's like so much fun it's a great movie and it's like and it's like um you know uh you know it's a musical and then yeah i I don't want to spoil it so you should go watch it okay fine it formed my childhood because you know it's like that was that was uh the one chinese woman character oh really (laughs) who was also you know an english-speaking uh character yeah (laughs) but and it's an empowering like feminist thing too oh okay cool i was formed by aladdin i watched also great i watched that nonstop and dumbo oh dumbo dumbo's old dumbo was amazing that shit is crazy yeah yeah it's great because they literally have it's like before disney really figured out its formula i guess but also figured out that it's like oh children maybe you shouldn't because they have the well a they have the racist crows and then B, right. Dumbo has the, like, he fall he, like, gets drunk and has this whole, like... Right, I know, him, psychedelic like, experience. Psychedelic, yeah, yeah. And you're like, Which is, like, I want to experience that. I know, it's such like, a, it's like... it's funny that they, uh-huh. like, I feel like they wouldn't put that in movies nowadays. Oh, no. I mean, not children's movies especially. It's, like, Disney hadn't figured out that, like, oh, kids maybe, no, shouldn't see that. Yeah, but back then, they were, like... <laughs> well, yeah, they were, like... Whoever wrote <laughs> Dumbo was probably on acid... Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, the animators. For sure. Probably. I mean, yeah, it's well, part of the creative process. The writers, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. they're probably like, yeah, let's teach these kids to try acid. Right. <laughs> have these psychedelic experiences. Totally, totally. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. So that that's a good one. Um, but yeah, Mulan, add it to the list, man. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, so that thing. Okay, well, so that, the funny thing, okay, so the crazy thing about that is I did that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Um, I literally... Uh, like, one of the writers who's also a comedian um, was really nice. And so, like, we connected on, on Twitter and stuff. And then the director, same thing, was really nice. Connected on Twitter and, like, oh, we should work together again. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be working in, like, something fun and comedy. And I love movies, right? So then later on, I, like, reached out to the director. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I remember you saying we want to work together again. So, like, let me know. I'm, like, unemployed, basically. I'm, I was, like, just trying to get work, right? Yeah turns out he like the next day after i uh reached out to him he kind of responded and he was just like oh yeah uh what kind of movies do you like because obviously we're like movie mm-hmm. related he got out it was like weinstein happened he was like the second guy to get out he had like really <gasps> bad shit happening no and i was way. like oh no is that why he like had reached out to me and like or initially like oh my god been, like followed me on twitter and like we should work together again he was like very nice and i was like oh yeah i did a good job but i was like oh fuck he was a creep and he was a creep and like that company really like hit it for years like or whatever like their hr was not helpful at all to the women that he like abused essentially or like was inappropriate with and it was like really bad so i mean wow. the company like managed to survive i'm i mean i would never work with them again just because i'm like i don't even know what, what the was his name so it was Andy Senor. He, like, wasn't even a big deal. I like, didn't even hear about it. I know. Well, he wasn't because a big he's deal. he's not, like, as famous as Harvey. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not nearly. And then also, like, it's mainly a big deal to, like, the fans of that company because it, they have such diehard fans. And I think it was, and he was such a, like, personality. 
Um, yeah, so it's like pretty crazy. But also I'm like, oh man, if this can happen with somebody who's like not even that big a deal. Like Harvey Weinstein is like, okay, a big fucking deal, dude. Took right. advantage of his power. This guy wasn't like that powerful, but like even somebody at that but level. These guys, they get, they're they crazy. get off on They these, think that they are huge. They get so off they on like being the director of a YouTube series. Exactly. No, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what that's it was. That's so crazy. That's why I was laughing. Like, that's why I was so mind-blown, because I'm like, dude, you're not even a big deal, so don't freaking abuse power, because, like, it, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you think you can do that? You know? Is that crazy? Wow. Ugh. I mean, it's obviously, like, entertainment's just so fucked that, like, everybody wants a piece of it, so that's I why, don't know. but, like, yikes. Yeah. I was like, man, if he could be that way, like, everybody could be that way. <laughs> man. He's, like, a director of a YouTube series. He is like yeah, when you I said mean, yeah, his name, I'm like I've like, never yeah, heard of. I never, person. I never even saw the Twitter notification yeah. for that sexual harassment. Yeah, I mean, and again, again, it was like over the rainstorm of news, so like nobody. I don't know this know, whole but, Me uh-huh. Too movement is uh, is huge, and it's it's to me it's funny because I always looked at Hollywood, like I always avoided moving to LA for the longest time. I yeah. was in New York forever. Right, right. I was, I was like, I'm a yeah. stand-up comedian. So when, right, it was pretty recent, right? New York is where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I always avoided LA because I always thought like LA is full of orgies. and <laughs> <laughs> LA, the city of orgies. <laughs> I thought LA is full of orgies and drugs and yeah, like, okay. you know, like when you <laughs> read. Like, like any city. I when suppose. you read uh-huh. like books of like rock and rollers, sure, and, sure, yeah, and that's the heyday of in my drugs. mind. I was uh-huh. like Sunset Boulevard. That's where sure, yeah, you know yeah. you get you do cocaine <laughs> like in endless that's nights so and funny. Charles Manson. So okay. in my head, I was like, "Wow, well, I'm not gonna go move to yeah, LA uh, for a while yeah. until, until I, you're ready. <laughs> I get a grip on life. Okay, to be able to resist all the drugs <laughs> that happen in LA, and then I, I get here and everybody's it. like podcasting and yeah, yeah. Where are the orgies? We're working on their web series, going on auditions. Oh my god, you know? yeah, it's like drinking it's so, kale juice. Um, it's so funny, yeah. all these misconceptions that I had in my that head. That is so funny, I never but even thought about that, also, but it makes sense. Uh-huh. Also, the whole um, culture of Hollywood, like the whole casting couch yeah. audition thing uh, of like, uh-huh. you know, getting naked you and know. hooking up with a casting director right. so that you can get a part. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. to me, the Me Too movement is... Um, I don't know, it's almost bittersweet to happen to Hollywood because there are tons of girls here who are willing to go suck a dick for a part in a movie, you know? <laughs> right, right, and they're like, man, I really came at the wrong time. <laughs> like, I'm five years too late. Right, like, I mean, yeah, because it is a thing, I, yeah, and I understand that if it's, like, consenting, then, like, you'd hope that no, there's no damage, but I guess because that's obviously not always a case, like, might as well just throw it all out <laughs> there should be like a nail polish yeah. color like there should be some For, kind like, of actual consent consenting like sign but yeah. kind of have it yeah i don't know because then the other shitty thing though is just like i guess what's great about it about the movement too is like if we can't i mean it's like growing pains right now so obviously those people will get uh people who actually would suck a dick would be like oh man right but i feel like <laughs> in the long run like hopefully those people will be able to get to a level they're happy with and then feel like that they didn't need to like they're still not sucking dicks if that makes sense like yeah. you can like get to the top and feel like comfortable rather than being like oh god i gotta suck another dick right <laughs> oh god where's that next dick i gotta suck on this next rung of the ladder i gotta suck yeah, another so dick like, like hey like at least I, now, I start texting you it, like hey, do, end, you, do you know yeah. any good dicks i can yeah suck? listen like, i'm at this level so my, the dicks i'm sucking are at this level so like can we find those dicks i want to graduate I'm, I'm, from the web series right dick sucking yeah exactly to yeah. The, like honestly i'm really over the web series the, Am- the amazon honestly, level these series. web series guys need to be sucking my dick because they're below me now so we need like a directory online of like i guess it's imdb um right of like dick dick um hierarchies yes yeah fair yeah imdb google anything (laughs) will really serve the purpose but yeah so i guess i mean i don't know i think that like now hopefully that will end and i think it'll be better i don't i don't know for everybody yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm personally like thank god because I would have never, I, I couldn't suck a dick. Well, now I, do I just mm-hmm. notice it more. Mm-hmm. You know, like when a guy touches me when he doesn't have to touch me. You're like, ooh. I'm like, oh, uh-oh. like I back away more openly. I went to this. Oh, rather than being like, oh, I hope I don't, I hope I don't hurt his feelings by backing away kind of thing. Or like or, offend. 
Him. No, I'm, uh-huh. I was never really offended, but I just recognize it more. This fucking, I, I was at a picnic and this old guy, I was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing sunglasses uh-huh. and he like obviously was like into Asians and he came up to me and was like, oh, move your sun, remove your sunglasses and wanted to like check me out. Uh, and he like grabbed gross. my arm Ew. and I'm just like, and he was like so old and so creepy and just had like no qualms of just like Ew. you know yeah. just touching yeah, me yeah like from that time right like, like you do you're chill. like 50 years older than me Ew. like what yeah. makes you think you could just come yeah, up to me and, and touch like not, me yeah and it's not respectful like it's to not like i'm it's not like i'm 17 and i don't know any better mm-hmm. like i could go punch your fucking gonads right, right. now gonads love it <laughs> yeah i i agree it's like Thank God now that hopefully people are checking that before they do that kind of crap. I don't know. I mean, like, because I, I know, like, people are, you know, who are in this right now are, and guys are like, oh, oh I'm not going to hug people anymore. It's I'm like, like yeah, honestly, great. Because I don't want to. I, I don't want to hug you either. I'll hug you if I want to hug you. And it'll let, be fine. Let girls initiate hugs. That's yeah. what my next poster will say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, you know, nobody feels threatened, I would think, if I'm going for a, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there is a world where, yes, I could technically come on to somebody and it would be like, oh, no, Sarah, don't do that. But like, but like, I think most of the time they'd be able to overpower me if yes. they didn't want it. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. It's it's a it's an interesting time. Yes. Which is good. Good overall. for us. Good Yay. for us. Yay. Yeah. I mean, because like, OK, definitely with creepy creepy older comedians I kind of felt like I used to be like well maybe I should like try to power through all this shit and like see if it helps Mm -hmm. because like maybe that's what you have to do as a younger comedian like tolerate it I guess but then now I'm like yeah actually there's a fucking a shit ton of rooms and and mics to do and shows to do so like I'll just not do those ones anymore you could just avoid them yeah I guess so like even if it sets you back like a little bit more it's like well I don't want to fucking like deal with that anyway right and like the weird culture of like am I actually here because they think I'm funny or because they're just into me and it's probably the latter, you know? Yeah. So I've kind of avoided that. Well, you know PK? Yeah. (laughs) When I first, one of my first times to LA, Uh um, somebody like sent sent me an email, was like, oh, you should get in touch with this guy. He runs this room or something. Sweet. So I texted PK and he texted me back and was like, hey, um, yeah. I I said, hey, can I do your show tomorrow or something like that? Mm -hmm. And he replied like, yeah, I would love to grab dinner with you. And I looked at that, like, so sexually harassing. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, yeah, you don't know him. You're like, what the fuck? And, uh-huh. and like, and, <laughs> like once so, I met him, like, once yeah, I yeah. Le- met him years later, I was like, no, he was just being, like, a nice guy. Right, right. That's and he just was just he being is. friendly. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, but you're like, at the time, date? I was like, what does he want? Like, oh, my gosh, Why does yeah. every, everybody want me to go to the fucking dinner with them? I just want to do a show, okay? <laughs> And now I'm That's like, fair. I could totally now I'm be like hungry and I'm like, um, I'll, I'll take you up on that dinner. Offer. Yeah, yeah. Remember back then? Um, oh my God, that's great. Because yeah, I love PK and like he's like, you know, like a family man, like hilarious. Um, so that's very funny. But totally. I mean, if I, you know, if I didn't know him or if you know, don't know right. people, you're just like, I assume you're that gross guy first because yeah. there's so many gross guys. It's well, not like I'm there this are. out of my ass. It's yeah. true. It's, it's you, you just have to operate in life as if everybody is a creep. And then and just then just be pleasantly surprised when they're not. <laughs> right. Which is terrible, but that's fair. Yeah, like, I definitely have had things where it's like, oh, okay, I'll give you my number because you want to text me because shows, right? And then, like, it's gross. Yeah. No, like, I, didn't oh, have, well, I didn't have my phone number on my business card because I didn't want get some bad guys shit. to, like, yeah. constantly be calling yeah, me and for like, dates. I remember, yeah, I remember people, like, other other comedians or even like female bookers being like yeah I never give out my number because it's just a bad idea yeah it's just too too many yeah too many swinging dicks out there but then but then like by me not having by me like like hiding my phone number like I missed out on so many shows I'm sure yeah well no I don't know I mean because that's the thing it's like there's some things where I have let it get to a point where I'm like because I think I gave a lot of people the benefit of the doubt because I I think it was also narcissism where like well maybe I'm just that funny right like maybe I'm getting this opportunity because I'm just that funny and then it would kind of be like I'd get a lot of grossness coming my way and I'd be like well maybe it's okay still and I'd like wait it out and then and then there'd be like the crossing point of being like you know don't call me that or like please let's not yeah you know what i think is gross is when tsa makes you take off your belt at the airport (laughs) like i think it's so gross these fucking guys who are taking that's the first step of taking your pants off yeah is removing your belt oh totally and to me it's triggering and it's like oh no it's like yeah that's gross i don't wear belts so i don't can we just have a separate tsa line for women yeah, that's, I mean, at least that's it's what we're, down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're headed towards. 
is that guys that people are so gross people are realizing that guys are such creeps that we're gonna need separate segregation (laughs) we're gonna we want segregation for genders well yeah i mean the other thing is the freaking uh oh shit the scanners like my boyfriend's maybe a little conspiracy theoristy but like he th- he's like yeah they legit like look at you naked because those scanners can just like that's just like the purpose Do <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know but i definitely like get weirded out about it because also okay i saw like a t- okay this is like totally in my head and not true at all and i'm being so maybe don't listen to me but i literally swear to god there's a woman in front of me who was like hot and had like yoga pants on and i swear to god i saw like the t- well maybe he was just telling but like she was getting into the scanner thing and i swear i saw like the tsa agents like nudge like oh this is oh, one we I- need to like keep notes on like meaning like i don't know but like you know you think the TSA, you think the TSA agents can see us naked? I no, not on the like public screen, but like something's going on. I don't know. I'm being. I told no. you not to listen to me, but um, but no, yeah, they were just nudging each just, other like she's hot. She's hot. Okay, okay, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I just I, I don't think they can see us naked. Okay, okay, okay. But I know those scanners are like only just like later. Only our country has those. Like yeah, other, yeah, they don't. Yeah, everywhere well, because else. It's, I mean, it's definitely like a weird lobby thing where whoever made those machines like got it lob- like lobbied some government yeah. thing to make sure TSA has it or TSA. I don't know. It's, it's we're fucked, the worst, but it's awful. <laughs> All right, well, Sierra, thanks for doing my podcast. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm glad we ended on people can wonderful scanning find, theory. find mm-hmm. you on Twitter at oh at Sierra Cato, just my name. So. Sierra Cato. Yeah, people and probably my... say Cato all the time. Feels like Cato, yeah, but it's because it's because it's got that W and it's weird. Like that was some weird uh, yeah immigrant added on you need, translation. You situation. need like a um like an accent on the A. Cato. Cato. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would say like avocado, but without the avocado. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good way. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. was brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Speedweed began as a three-person family business in 2011 and now has over 30,000 members enjoying the convenience and discretion of cannabis home delivery. From celebrities to soccer moms, Speedweed offers same-day and overnight delivery of medical marijuana throughout California. For more information, go to www.speedweed.com. Thank you so much, Sierra Cato, for joining me this week. It's more like gato than avocado. Avocado is too complicated, Sierra. Dude, get with it. Just say gato, like cat in Spanish. Everybody knows gato, don't they? All right, I got shows coming up. On April 4th, I'll be at Levity Live in Oxnard, California with Dante Chang. On April 6th, I'll be at the Rose Room in Venice, California with Sam Clark. April 10th, I'll be in Harvell's in Long Beach, California. April 12th, I'll be at Clive's Cafe in Miami. April 14th, I'll be at Have Nots Comedy in Coral Gables, Florida. April 19th, I'll be at the Westside Theater in Santa Monica. And April 20th to the 22nd, I'll be at the Comedy Store in La Jolla with Donnell Rawlings. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. I have another Hello Crypto Kitty podcast up with Rosie Tran on my YouTube page. Make sure you hit subscribe on my YouTube page because we might start streaming live from YouTube. So follow Funny Rosie on Twitter and... Make sure you subscribe to YouTube and check out our latest Hello Crypto Kitty episode. How do we spell crypto? I don't know. I always misspell it. It's like C-R-Y crypto P-T-O. I believe so. I believe. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you next week. Bye. Ooh,